0: in organic matters. I think I'm on a health kick week. By now you've likely heard the news that a low-fat diet's overall not good for you unless you're uh, one of these ever-increasing, I call them ostriches, that keep their head in the sand and don't open their minds up to what's going on. But I think you've heard this. So I'm going to teach you why grass-fed is better when choosing your healthy fats and how to eat as close as I've been able to find an ideal ratio of omega-3s to omega 6 Fatty acids in a normal diet. In my little world, omega-3 fats have been getting a lot of attention these days. But they're not a total panacea. No miracle cure exists to ail us all, believe me, no matter how much you read or believe. Nonetheless, omega-3s do have a unique place in the evolving discussion of which foods to really eat. Let me put you in this frame of mind. Think of omega-3s as a gateway fat, a portal into bigger, fuller, richer story of fats in our diet in general. It'll give you an overall view. Fats are complicated, a fact I just had to learn to embrace. It was, after all, an oversimplification that persuaded experts to recommend avoiding them roughly for the last 40 years. Consider, for example, the popular mantra, you get fat because you eat fat. I think we've all heard that. Relate that to a cornerstone of contemporary medicine. Cholesterol in our blood derives from eating certain fats and causes heart diseases that kill us. Another quote we'll certainly look into. Now that I've said that, current science shows none of this is true. Despite prominent critiques over the past decade by, oh, famous people, one of which I know... Uh, Mary Enig, she's a PhD, Gary Traubs, and, and Nina Teichholtz, these anti fat articles of faith spawned legions of what I would call fat nags, cholesterol screenings, skin trimmed chicken breast, egg beaters, and margarine. All of which are wrong, yet until recently, the medical industry has struck by its really low fat guns. But that's about to change. The long-recommended health guidelines that demonized all fat ultimately increased the amount of recommended carbohydrates in our diets. Unlike fats, carbohydrates are really simple. Some carbohydrates are called complex, such as whole wheat flour and potato starch. But all carbohydrates eventually reduce to one thing, folks. Sugars. Think about that. And then reduce to glycogen. An overload of carbohydrates triggers an insulin response, leading eventually to, if you overdo it, insulin resistance, the markers associated with metabolic syndrome, which underpins obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and the related inflammation problems. Our bodies run on combustion. We're little engines. So we can eat carbohydrates with the belief that glycogen is the fuel of life. But fat is fuel too. Fat burns just fine. They just don't reduce to a single simple molecule. Your body will use fats in all of their rich variety, monosaturated, polyunsaturated, and yes, even saturated fats. First realize that fat performs many tasks in your body. They provide energy, wire brain neurons, allow bones to absorb calcium, prevent blood clots, Mediate inflammation and speed nervous system response. And that's just a few things. There's a whole list. At the same time, fat provides the medium of a whole array of micronutrients to perform these kind of specialized jobs. That is, fats assist in bioavailability. Remember that word. It will come back. As example, a person short on one simple vitamin or nutrient often can't correct that deficiency by merely taking a vitamin supplement. If the other components of the basic transport and chemical reactions aren't present to allow the body to use that particular vitamin, that person won't absorb its benefits. Fats enable bioavailability for a variety of nutrients, including carotenoids and the ever-present fat-soluble vitamins, which include vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. Let's take a minute to delve into some fat-related issues that I've come across. Mainstream consensus has emerged on what is actually good versus bad. Trans fats, for instance, are now understood to be the original, what we would call Frankenfood. Trans fats actually derive their name from a simple transposition in molecular structure It's kind of a rejiggering that creates a molecule geometry just without evolutionary precedent. It was unique. While some trans fats are naturally occurring, artificial trans fats are found in almost all industrially processed hydrogenated vegetable oils. Whipped up as a cheaper alternative to lard way back in the 20th century, (laughs) pardon me, artificial trans fats are the core of shortenings and margarines. Remember the day? Crisco and margarine. Both are thinly disguised vegetable oils, previously touted as healthful substitutes for allegedly harmful animal fats. What's incidentally has proven to be, I won't use it on the road, but basic BS. Many biochemical processes in your body work, It's are very basic, by pairing shapes of molecules to the receptors that, are they, that were designed to receive them. It's just like a key fitting into a lock. When your body doesn't recognize that molecular shape, it treats the stranger as an invader and fights it with the immune response we call inflammation. Trans fats have an unrecognizable shape, which is why the U.S., Food and Drug Administration now officially lists trans fats as, quote, unquote, listen, folks, trans fats, unsafe to eat. Yet they remain the lubricant in much of the fast food and processed foods you get wherever, especially if you go out to eat. And this little fact I discovered i got to throw in here. An advisory committee that guides federal nutrition policy signaled an even bigger shift way back, I didn't find it till recently, but way back in February of 2015, they reversed long-standing advice to avoid fats high in saturates, such as butter and lard, and those in high cholesterol, such as eggs. That's no longer a recommendation. We'll have to delve into this, because that's, for those of you that followed this line for 20 or 30 years, you're gonna find that hard to understand. Many of the fats labeled what we call essential fatty acids perform particular, unique, and yes, essential tasks to keep your body running properly. These fatty acids have no substitutes and for the most part can't be made within our bodies. The litany of essential fats is a a daunting string of polysyllabic nomenclature only a chemist could love. And most of us can't boil it down. Our health and intelligence depend on filling every gap on that list as best as we possibly can. And finally, what started this whole subject is, here's where omega-3 fatty acids enter the story. The damage wrought by removing them from our bodies is easy to spot. Well-researched and kind of frightening to me, a lack of a particular omega-3, which is called DHA, I will try to say it once here only docosahexanoic acid undermines the function of our brains. As the British journalist Graham Rose famously wrote, we're in danger of creating a race of quote unquote morons because of the omega 3 deficiencies in what we now have as a contemporary diet for millions of us. And for those of you that stick to uh, and are dedicated to what we call the Western diet, there's little or no doubt you're not getting enough of these critical omega-3 fats. To move on a bit now, let's talk about a less desirable fat, omega-6s, okay? The key one you're going to want to learn about is linoleic acid and is the primary fat in corn, soy, cottonseed, safflower, and sunflower oils. Modern industrial agriculture and food processing have replaced that DNA we once consumed with linoleic acids from vegetable oils. For instance, on average, since the late 60s, 1960s now, U.S. diets have risen from less than 1% linoleic acids to 8% because of direct consumption of oils coupled with indirect consumption via factory-farmed, remember what I think about that, factory-farmed meat, eggs, dairy, and fish. Just got a quick list. A shortage of DHA in your body has a wide range of brain malfunction problems including attention deficit disorder, dementia, depression, lowering of IQ, manic depression, schizophrenia, it goes on and on. Think of this one sentence I'm giving you right here. Folks, your brain runs on fat. But this is not a brain issue by itself. Let me cut to the chase here for a minute. The problem is that Foods high in omega-6, which is all this commercial produce food, almost all, notably soy and corn oils, as well as factory farmed meats, factory farmed dairies, farm-raised fish, produce such a surplus of omega-6 fatty acids that the beneficial omega-3s just can't compete. You just can't get enough of them. When omega-6s flood your system, they use up all the molecular sockets, those little places I told you where the keys should fit, where the omega-3s should be going. So the latter are blocked from actually getting their jobs done. The modern U.S. diet has an omega-6 to 3 ratio of more than 10 to 1. Research shows that we evolve with a ratio much closer to, listen to this, 1 to 1. No wonder we're out of whack. And we'd be a hell of a lot healthier if you could just shoot for or towards that 1 to 1 ratio, 3s to 6s. Just one more example here. Because of the ubiquitous use of high omega-6 corn and soy feeds to livestock, especially in the United States, and that helps to produce, of course, cheap, processed, crappy food, the average contemporary diet right now in the United States is at least four to six times higher in omega-6 fatty acids than it should be. This elevated level of omega-6 intake interferes with the essential functions of omega-3 fatty acids. One thing I want to mention here is this study always leans exclusively almost to fish to get your omega-3s. And that's not the end of the story. If that's all we could do, believe it or not, there's not enough fish in the ocean to supply everybody with what would be a proper amount of omega-3s on this earth since there's a billion of us. But red meat and beef and pork, as well as poultry, have really been generally ignored. But the reason is, We raise them wrong. We raise them with omega-6s, and you can't get omega-3s out of sixes. All of our livestock in America are fed corn and soil and grains that were already raised with artificial fertilizers, things that lower their ability to be a a balanced food. Therefore, their meat and eggs and milk are totally different from products that come from animals that are raised on their original pastured diets. I'm a rundown, 20-second end to 20 second into this. Just remember this. Avoid processed foods. Embrace a variability. Try to get your eggs as much as you can from, from grass-fed, grass-finished chickens. The same with your beef, the same with your pork if you're going to eat it. It does have DHA if it's raised properly. And choose it wisely and eat well. The best sources of healthy fats are from cold-water fish, wild game, really wild game, meat, dairy, and eggs raised from grass-fed animals. Just think about that. It's kind of a quick ending, but you'll get the point, folks. What you're eating at McDonald's and Wendy's and Taco Bell and whatever, a Dairy Queen, it's not food. It's a food-like substance that fills your gut, but it fills your gut with things that probably really, in most cases, aren't healthy. No wonder you're fat. No wonder you're out of balance and having to take 15 pills a day, because you're not eating a human diet. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.